Love being in the house of the Lord. There is joy in the house of the Lord. Loving the Lord this morning, loving what he's doing in people's lives, Uh, just talking with people before church, just hearing about some exciting things, and also hearing prayer requests and needs and uh, that's a place where we can, we can share our praise reports here in church. We can also share our needs and be there for each other and encourage each other. Uh, so I just want to uh, encourage you guys to keep doing that, keep sharing, and be excited about what God's doing in your life and in the church. Be excited. Be passionate about what, what you're doing as you're serving the Lord, whatever that is. Be passionate about it. Keep that fire going. This morning... We're going to be talking about reigniting your passion for Jesus. Um, Just like this match fired up, thankfully, when I struck it against the box, uh, then it started to go out. And a lot of times in our Christian walk, in our walk, we have moments where we need to be kickstarted again, that we need to reignite that passion that we once had for Jesus and we need that fire to start, that flame to be fanned again and for us to get a hold of what God placed in us originally. Anyone? I guess everybody here right now this morning is totally on fire for God and does not need to be reignited whatsoever. Congratulations to you. The revival should be spreading in your area right now. Reignite your passion for Jesus. We're going to start in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, and then we're going to jump to verse 14. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, and then verse 14. Reignite your passion for Jesus. Here we go. For this reason... I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Verse 14, through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we praise you for all you do for us, God. We thank you for your faithfulness, God. I ask right now that you just be with us this morning during this message that you've given. And Lord, let our hearts and our minds and our ears be attentive to what you have to say to us in our spirit. And God, let no one leave this place the same as what they came in. Father, we just praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. How many of you in here this morning enjoy camping? Hey, it's kind of popular. How many of you are going to miss church next Sunday because of the holiday weekend and you're going to go camping? I'm just kidding. You don't have to raise your hand. I also enjoy camping. We don't get to go very often, but I do have a favorite part about it when we get to go camping. It's not staying in the camper. I like, and I thought building a fire here on the stage would be a little much. I like, you know, after you get unpacked, you get everything sorted out, or Sarah does, or whatever, (laughs) that you get the wood out and you start making your fire. I love to sit at a campfire and just stare at the fire. I don't know, it's something about it that relaxes me, that I could just sit there for hours and hours and hours and just watch that fire going. Uh, The warmth of a campfire, the light of a campfire draws people in. 
you have great stories and fellowship over campfires. You have food over campfires. And it's just something about a campfire that relaxes me. Um, even just a, a fire in the fire pit in the evenings, I enjoy just sitting there and, and seeing it and watching it. But over time, as you're watching your fire, it starts to dwindle down. You might notice it because you're a little cooler now and it's a little colder. But it starts to dwindle down and something needs to happen in order for that fire to keep going. I didn't realize how squeaky my chair was. You have to stoke the fire and you also have to put more wood on the fire in order for that fire to keep going and to keep burning strong. Um, if you don't, your fire will be out, you will be cold. That warmth and that joy and that everything you felt with your fire will be gone. We can correlate this and compare this to our Christian walk with the Lord when we're on fire for him. Uh, we radiate this glow about us. People see this, they want to fellowship with us, they want to know what's going on in our lives. And we are um, on fire for the Lord and people know it. And we're passionate about serving him, we're passionate about sharing the gospel with other people. And if we do not do the things that we need to do to stay close to the Lord, to keep that passion burning strong, if we do not do those things, like we need to put wood on a campfire, if we don't do the things that we need to do to stay close to the Lord, we will notice the fire starts to go out in us. And it starts to fade. And just like that fire gets cooler if you're not feeding it, our spiritual lives get a little cooler and we start acting different ways than what we did when we were on fire for the Lord. We start doing things that don't line up with what the word of the Lord would want us to do because we've let that fire start to die off. Our desire to serve God becomes smaller. Our desire to follow God can start to waver when we let this fire go out in our spiritual lives. Other things in life start to take a priority over the things of God. We've all been there. We've seen it happen in our own lives. And before we know it, we've lost that passion for Jesus. We've lost our way and we need to be reignited. Reignited with this passion for Jesus. And in this scripture this morning, it seems that Timothy's spiritual fire has started to cool down some. And this young man who came to know Jesus by the preaching of Paul, this young man who served alongside Paul in several missionary journeys, this young man who pastored the church at Ephesus, it seems that his spiritual fire is starting to go out. It's wavering. He's losing his passion for Jesus and the gospel. And sometimes in life, there's a lot of things that can dampen our passion for Jesus. Things that can start to put out our fire for him. Maybe it's sin. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Maybe it's sin that's tripped us up and that fire's starting to go out. Maybe it's laziness. I'm just too lazy to serve you like I know I need to, God. We won't ever say it, but we'll show it. Maybe I'm just too lazy to keep this fire going. Maybe it's a lack of discipline. Today, Lord, I hope you'll understand. I just need to sleep that extra 30 minutes instead of spending it with you. Lack of discipline. Maybe it's laying out of church for a while. Ah, if I just miss a couple weeks, I'll be good. 
And then a couple weeks turns into three weeks the next time, and then a couple months the next time. And all the while, the fire's getting smaller and smaller and smaller in your spiritual life. Maybe you were hurt by the church. Happens. Made your fire go out. Maybe our, our time gets occupied by other things instead of Jesus, and that fire starts to go out. But whatever it is, we can sometimes lose our passion for the Lord. And Paul's encouraging Timothy to reignite the spiritual fire within him. And this morning, you might be feeling that same way. Like, I just don't have the passion and fire that I used to have for the Lord. And I don't like it. The first thing I want to say is congratulations for recognizing that. That's important, that you understand that I've lost the fire that I had for God. I'm not as bold as I used to be. This morning, you may need to reignite your passion for Jesus. And I'm not ashamed to admit that that happens in my life, too, that I've got to go back and I've got to start feeding that fire again. I've got to go back to what I was doing that brought me close to the Lord. I've got to do those things. And I find that you know, when groups of people have a, a passion and a desire for God to show up in their church, they have this passion and the desire for God to show up in their Sunday school class, to show up in their Wednesday night meetings, to show up in their homes. When they have this passion and fire for God to do that, it consumes them, which is a good thing. Where all I want is the fire and presence of the Lord in my life. Whatever I'm doing, whatever my hand is on, I want God to be in it. Whether I'm teaching a Sunday school class or I'm participating in a Sunday school class, I'm consumed by wanting more of him. I'm not just there to sit there and listen and, oh, that was fun, that was nice, that was great. I want everything that God has for me when my fire is burning strong. Nothing else matters when we get to those moments in life. I remember uh, a few years ago, our kids coming back from Winterfest to a conference we took them to, and several teachers at Wayne City School could not even teach because the fire of God was so strong on the teens. And the teachers weren't upset about it. They enjoyed it. But they, it consumed them. And when they came back, it was just glowing. They were glowing and on fire for God, worshiping and praising him in the class. That's being consumed by what, what God would want for your life, by being all about him, letting that fire burn. And I believe that this, this fire and this passion for Jesus is vitally important for our church in today's world. It's always been important, but even more so now. We have so many things that are trying to pull against and push against us. It's going to be coming into the church that we have to have this fire and passion and boldness in us or we're going to lay down and let them do what they want. I don't want that for Orchardville Church. I don't want that for anybody in this church to sacrifice your fire, your passion for the Lord because of what the government or somebody else wants to do to us. We gotta be ready to take a stand and be ready to show that fire and that passion that we have in Jesus. It's something we should be obsessed about. It's a habit that we should never wanna break. And as Christians and, and churches in America, we need to reignite our passion for seeing God move in fresh and mighty ways. 
I want to see people come in here in a wheelchair and walk out walking. I want to see cancer gone in the name of Jesus. I want to see God move in mighty ways. I want to be consumed by his presence and seeing miracles and seeing healings and seeing salvation and the, and the glory of the Lord being so strong in here that everybody just has to get it. I want some of that. Even people that aren't sure when they come in, I want some of that. I don't know what it is, but I want it. To be consumed by it. Reignite our passion to see the winds of the Holy Spirit move again. It's like, what does that mean? You'll find out if you don't know. The winds of the Holy Spirit to move and to do things again in the church and in our lives. Things that we can't even explain. And I've already used the word passion several times this morning, but I believe that that should be in every Christian's vocabulary. I'm passionate about serving the Lord. I'm passionate about it. I'm going to tell you why we need to be passionate about it. When we think of, of the pas of passion of a Christian or the church, we can think about words like zeal, this, ex this excitement, this enthusiasm, this joy that we have in serving the Lord. You ever wake up and don't feel that? I've been there. Those are the days that it's really hard to push through and say, I'm still going to be passionate about the Lord, even though I don't feel like it right now. I'm still going to get up and go to church even though I don't feel like it right now because I have zeal for him. I have zeal for his presence. I have this fervor, this emotion, this excitement. You know, I, I don't want anybody to walk in here without being, and I can't make you do it, I don't want people to walk into the church not being excited about Jesus. Really, my flesh side wants to say, why don't you just get out of here? It's not loving, that's not caring, that's just, I want everybody to come in and be excited. So if there's a, a, there's a visitor here, they see it on all of our faces. Yes, there's tough days, there's days when you're going to go through things, but God's still good. God still saved you. God's still loving you through it. He's walking right beside you through it. We want have this intensity about it. And the opposite of this passion is for a person or a church to be passionless. We can think of it as cold. What a travesty that would be for people to walk in and feel cold, besides the temperature in here usually. <laughs> to feel this coldness about the church. Spiritually, we don't want that. Or to be unemotional. There is joy in the house of the Lord. Woo! Or to be unfeeling, unresponsive, or to be boring. Serving the Lord is not boring. It's exciting. There's a passion that needs to be reignited in us. We don't want to be boring or unresponsive. This is not who we want to be as Christians or as a church. When we start to feel our passion for Jesus dwindling, we need to do something. On those days where, I, where I'm tired and I'm spiritually drained, and those days do come, everybody knows that. When I feel like that, I, I always need to remember my calling. Not just as a pastor, but as a Christian. That every day I'm to take up my cross and follow him. On the good days and the bad days. I'm to follow him. 
Remember, as a Christian, our goal is to live for Christ. If we, if we keep our eyes on Jesus, then we'll keep reigniting our passion for him. Once I take my eyes off him, even for a little bit, that fire starts to go away. Hold on to God's word. Pray. Those times that I feel weak or I might be fearful, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power. I'm afraid right now, we as Christians don't really know what it means to walk in a spiritual boldness right now. I have, I have grown adults in here that if I asked you to stand up and pray right now, you would have a hard time doing that. Well, you say, well, really, there's a lot of reasons for that. I don't you know, like to speak boldness. What if God asked you to do that while you're out and about throughout your week? I need you to go pray for that person right now. Sometimes we let fear get inside of us instead of the power of the Holy Spirit in us leading us to what to say. Passion. Whatever you want me to do, Lord, whatever I need to say, whatever action I need to take, I want you to guide me. I want you to be all over it. And I want to be bold for you. I want to be courageous for you. The fire of God in your life is the power that transforms you. Sometimes in our lives, and I don't know, you know why this is so hard sometimes, we need to go to the secret place where it's just me and God, you and God, and get alone with him and just hash things out and just lay it out there. Be real. Let out your hurts, let out your pains, let out your praise, let out your worship, just you and him. That is so vital to keeping your passion and your fire going. And, you know, if Jesus had to do it, if he had to get away from everything else and spend time with the Father, then we should be doing it too. He was the Son of God and he took time to do that. So what does that look like for you? I don't know. You may have a room at your house that you like to go to. You may like to jump in the car and go drive and pray, but we need to be doing it and we need to be doing it often. Our secret place. It might, it might look like that you go home and you get in this room. I'm going to do it right now. Is that okay? You may just need to go in somewhere, shut the door, and just start getting a hold of the Lord. Father, I thank you for who you are. I praise you for, for your majesty and your glory and your grace and your mercy that you show me. Father, right now, I just ask you to forgive me of anything that I've done that's not brought glory to your name, Father. Clean my heart out. Lord, bring this passion and this fire back inside of me, Father. Whatever's keeping me from you, Father, I just cast it out in the name of Jesus right now and ask that you just move in my life, Father. Bring this fire back up inside of me. Let me burn strong for you, God. Let your Holy Spirit direct my steps, direct my voice. Lord, have your way in my life. Bring me closer to you. And then I come out and I'm ready. Whatever was bothering me is gone. I've had some time with the Lord. I could have went for a while in there. But you have, you have those times, those opportunities to just go one-on-one -on -one with him in that secret place and just be real, be raw, be passionate about what's going on in your heart, what's going on in your life and ask him to re rekindle that in me, Lord. We've got to stay focused and locked in on Jesus. Whew. 
Come on, go back in there for a few. I'm telling you, it works. When you can just take time out of your day to be alone with the Lord and just talk to him, it works. I want to read a, a few scriptures that encourage me as I put this together that just are, are so powerful. Colossians 3.23, and I, I believe they'll be on the screen for you. It says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Man, people are going to make you mad sometimes, but you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for the Lord. You're serving the Lord. Galatians 5.24, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. We're not controlled by those things anymore. When our fire for Jesus, that cleans out all that, that burns that stuff out, we don't even want to have any part of it anymore. 1 Corinthians 10, 31, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Psalm 73, verses 25 and 26, whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. My health may fail, my, my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Romans 12, 11, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord, how? Enthusiastically. Serve him enthusiastically. That means you're happy about it. You have a joy about you when you're serving the Lord. And whether I'm scrubbing the toilet or serving coffee in the coffee shop or working with Adventureland, I do it joyfully. I do it enthusiastically, even when I don't feel like it on the inside. Psalm 105, verses 1 through 5. And I was, when I was putting this together in my mind, I was just going to go around and have people do this on the spot. And I was like, man, they wouldn't even look at me last week when I walked around out there. <laughs> but Psalm 105, verses 1 through 5 says, give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. I was going to have somebody just stand up and give thanks to the Lord, proclaim his greatness. Amen. Let the whole world know what he has done. Anyone? What's he done for you? No problems with the heart. Healed a brother. The next verse, verse two says, sing to him. Yes, sing his praises. There you go. Some of you are like, I really want to say something, but ugh, I can't get it out. Passion, fire for Jesus. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Exalt his holy name. Rejoice, you who worship the Lord. Search for the Lord and for his strength. Continually seek him. How often? Continually. Remember the wonders he has performed. Anybody had any wonders done in your life? Remember those things. His miracles and the rulings he has given. Does anybody remember what it was like when you first got saved? I mean, if you were a child, that's, that's tough. Or do you remember when you were older, when you finally understood 
oh, this is what he did for me. This is how I should be acting. This is how I should respond to what he did for me on the cross. Anybody had those moments where you were just like, whoo, this is awesome. When you were first saved, you were like on cloud nine. I can do anything. I'll run through that wall for you, Jesus. And as we let that fire dwindle, I'll take the door if that's okay with you. Actually, I don't even have time to stop there now, God. But when we first get saved, we're doing all the things we need to do. We're staying close to the Lord. We're praying. We're worshiping. We're doing the things to stay close to God, to keep that fire going. And we're up here. It's like I'm floating on air. I mean, I'd do anything for him. That's how much his love's burning inside of me. And we took each step as we studied, as we prayed, as we worshiped, as we encouraged, as we, as we got part of a church, we kept climbing higher and higher and this fire's burning stronger and stronger and we're up here and we're like, I'll do anything for you, Jesus, because you gave me everything in salvation. You saved me from eternity in hell. I will do anything for you. And we're here. We're passionate. We're on fire. And we're here. And it feels so good. And my question is, why do we want that feeling to stop? Why do we stop feeding that fire? We start maybe not reading our word as much as we did before. I just, I just can't seem to find the time like I did before. Or maybe we don't pray as often as what we did when we, had, when we first were introduced to the Lord and we had that fire and that passion in us. Maybe we, we stop listening to just worship music or music that glorifies God and we've let this other stuff creep in. Instead, it's kind of taken our heart in a different direction. Again, maybe we, we started laying out of church a little bit and that fire started to dwindle some more. Maybe we start running with the wrong people instead of the people of the church and the fellow Christians of other churches. We stop running around with those people and our fire starts to go out even more. And before you know it, this passion, this fire, this zeal that we had for the Lord has just about went out. And it wasn't God who changed. It wasn't him who moved away. It was us. We stopped being disciplined. We let our eye or our heart or our mind get attention from other places instead of staying locked in on him. When we're passionate about Jesus, there's a different level of boldness and fearlessness in us. Because we realize that greater is he that's in me than anything in this world. We walk with that different boldness. You know, why was David so fearless when he faced Goliath? Where did he get all that enthusiasm to just do that as a teenager? He trusted God every day. He walked with God every day. He worshiped God every day. And as a result of doing all those things that are about God, he was full of God. Same for us. If we will discipline ourselves to invest in our relationship with God, we will be full of God. And when life squeezes us, God will come out. But 
But David also came to some places in his life where his fire was kind of dwindling and going out. Ended up far from God. The very man that was after God's own heart lost his passion at times. He forgot his royal duties. He had an affair, had a man killed. Just like that, it can become so easy to lose our passion for the Lord. We let sin creep in. He forgot where his passion, where his love, where his enthusiasm came from. How do I get back up that ladder to where my fire is burning strong, I'm passionate about the Lord? How do I get back to that, Rick? I knew that at one time, but how do I get back to it? Turn to Revelation chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. How do I get back? How do I build that fire back up? Jesus says this to the church of Ephesus, verse 4, but I have this complaint against you, Jesus says. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. How do I get that fire, that passion going again? I've got to stoke those embers of my heart and put more wood on the fire. Oxygen helps a fire. Our oxygen is the wind of the Holy Spirit in us, the breath of the Holy Spirit in us. When the Holy Spirit blows, the Christian life starts to glow. That's a cheesy little line, but it's true. When the wind of the Holy Spirit blows, the Christian life starts to glow. It does. When we let his Holy Spirit consume us and set us on fire again, we start to glow, a radiance. And I've, I've met people, not even known them, and I could tell they served the Lord just by their countenance and what just radiated off of them. I want to be that person. I hope you want to be that person this morning that, that reignites his passion for Jesus. Our praise team would come back up. This morning, I know I'm not the only one that deals with this. That you know, one time in my life, I can be so on fire for him that I would do anything for him and not think twice about it. But I've also had those moments of weakness in my life where that fire starts to, to go out some, where I'm not as passionate as I used to be about serving the Lord. I'm so thankful that God doesn't turn his back on me when I stop investing like I used to do in my relationship with him. I'm so thankful that he'll reach down, blow that Holy Spirit fire back into me and remind me of who he is and of who I am in him.
You guys will stand this morning. Bow your heads just for one minute. I want you to think about your own heart, not, not somebody next to you, not a friend, not a family member right now. I just want you to think about your own heart. Think about whether or not your heart right now is on fire for Jesus. Is it on fire? Is it, is it burning bright? Do you have a boldness and a courage and a strength and a want to in you right now that nothing is stopping you from serving him all out, all in 100%? And if you can say, yes, that's me. I, I, am, I am on fire for God, Rick, and I've never been so close to him in my entire life, then I, I am proud of you. But I think for a lot of us in the room this morning, we need to reignite that passion again for Jesus. Whatever it is in your life that took his place, that you're devoting more time to, I'm not here to judge, I'm just telling you, he wants our hearts to be on fire for him. He wants us to be passionate about serving him. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, God, it's all about you this morning. It is all about you. You've done it all for us, God. And right now, Father, I just praise you. I worship you and I ask right now that you're convicting hearts, God. That there's no shame in saying, I, I've, I've messed up, I need to get back, I need to reignite that fire. There's no shame in that. There's love, there's mercy, there's grace, there's forgiveness. So God, right now, I just pray that you're working on hearts, that your Holy Spirit is working on hearts and lives, God. They respond this morning and just spend some time with you in prayer. That you would reignite that passion for Jesus in all of us that you stir that up again, Father, so it's burning strong because there's a world right now, God, that is headed straight to hell and we have the answer for them. But we have to be passionate about what we're doing for you. Father, if there's someone in here that doesn't know you this morning, God, I pray they come and they pray, they talk to me about wanting to know you as their savior maybe need to rededicate their life to you, God. They've just wandered away and they want to come back home when you're waiting with open arms, God. If anybody needs healing, needs a miracle, Father, I pray they come. Father, just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you come and spend some time with the Lord? Let him reignite that passion in you this morning. Faithful.